You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM with Mankiran Ajala, and we're talking about the results of the municipal election, the low voter turnout, and whether we should have a ward system. We are now speaking to Bill Tillman, communications and strategy consultant and former NDP advisor. Bill, thank you so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. So I want to first of all get your thoughts on the results of this municipal election. What do you think? Well, it was disappointing. Well, first of all, I, I was running for city council in Vancouver, so it was very disappointing that I of wasn't course. elected. But uh, you know, that was that's fine. Uh, I, I have my business to continue and things like that. So, but overall, it, it's um, it's a bit depressing to look at the numbers from across Metro Vancouver and in, in some other BC municipalities. Victoria is another one because uh, people just aren't showing up to vote, and when only a third or less of voters show up to decide who's going to govern our city uh, for now what is a four-year term. We didn't always have four-year terms. That's a recent um, invention. Uh, I think it's very uh, concerning because um, local government is the government closest to people. It's responsible for our policing, our our uh, sort of health and safety, sanitation, our roads and parks. And when people just ignore that, uh, it means a tiny minority are the ones who are deciding who will govern for us. Um, for example, in Vancouver. Ken Sim and ABC won a very decisive victory for 51% of the vote, but it's 51% of 36% who actually turned out. So you can pretty much say 18% of people decided who's going to run the city and, and dominated uh, all three levels of Park Board, School Board, and, of course, City Council. Exactly. And, you know, and I think that's the thing I find concerning because, you know, you look at the provincial and federal elections, there's definitely a higher voter turnout, though I think even those can be higher. But why do you think in particular with municipal elections, we tend to see a lower voter turnout? I think the biggest single factor for uh, large cities like Vancouver and Surrey and Victoria is that we don't have uh, any kind of a geographical riding or representation system. So, as you know, in, in Vancouver and Surrey, they, we have uh, MLAs for going to Victoria for provincial government, and there's multiple ridings, and we have MPs, and there's multiple ridings for going to Ottawa. But we don't have any ridings whatsoever in, in Surrey, Vancouver, Victoria, Kelowna, Kamloops, uh, all of our large cities, and Nanaimo, all of our large cities. And I think that's a, a big mistake, and I, I actually think it's something that the provincial government has to look at Cities uh, and can ask for uh, a ward system, but we're governed under legislation that's provincial. So we need to have, um, I, I would hope that we would have another look at the system. Um, it's, off, it's often called wards in most of the, the rest of the country. And really, Vancouver and Surrey are anomalies in, in the whole country um, because most, most, almost all cities of any size at all have a system where if you live in Kitsilino or Mount Pleasant or if you live in Fleetwood or wherever, you would have a local council or city councilor. And when you have issues like roads being a problem or policing issues or sanitation issues, garbage collection, um, snow clearing, you would go and complain to your local uh, your local councilor, and they would deal with the city on your behalf. In this case, in, in my city in Vancouver, uh, you've got 10 councilors representing I don't know, 450,000 people. So, and and it, they all point the other way uh, when you say, hey, what about my roads? What about my garbage pickup? Because they're not really responsible for any area. And so, you know, kind of knowing this information, to me, it kind of makes sense to have a ward system, particularly for cities like Vancouver or Surrey. And so for people who are not familiar, break down what exactly a ward system is. Sure. It means that you have a councillor who represents that particular geographic area within your city. So in the city of Vancouver, for example, uh, which I'm most familiar with, uh, and Surrey would be the same, we'd have, we have 10 city councillors, so they would all be assigned um, an area um, and you would run in that area. So you wouldn't vote for, um, if you live in, 
uh, if you live in, let me give an example, if you live in Fleetwood, you wouldn't vote in the Newton council elections. You would only vote for the mayor across the city, and you would vote for one city councillor in your area. Uh, just like you do for for uh, uh, provincial and federal elections, you'd have a, a representative there, and then together, all those elected councillors plus the mayor, who you would you would vote for mayor across the city, uh, you would elect uh, one councillor or one mayor. So instead of looking, our ballot, I, I know yours was huge too, yeah. ours was in Syria, uh, that is, um, ours, uh, were, there were 58 candidates for 10 spots for council, so if you were a diligent voter doing your duty and trying to be an informed citizen, you'd need to read 58 biographies. Wow. And, and that's just uh, skimming the uh, iceberg, of course, the top of the iceberg. So there's a lot of information there. And we do have parties in both cities, uh, large cities, and, and also in Victoria there are parties. And so you can sort of say, well, I'm going to go with what the party position is, but that doesn't really give you all the information that you need. And so I think really we have to look at something. There's an alternative, a hybrid model, where you could have, um, if you have 10 councillors, for example, you could have five elected at large and five representing, <coughs> pardon me, much larger uh, ridings or communities. But I think, personally, I think we need 10. Yeah, I think it needs to be a lot simpler, too, because I was thinking back with my experience, too, and I was doing you know research in my city, Richmond, and we think mm-hmm. I had about like 30-plus or something. And it was a process to mm-hmm. go through every single candidate, read every single biography. And do you think that's kind of part of the reason why people maybe don't participate as much in municipal elections, because it's so overwhelming? Well, it's partly the information piece, but it, I think it's more just the fact that um, there isn't that connection to your community. So if you have a, um, a, a ward councillor or a riding councillor, then everything that the, happens with the city, you kind of channel through that. So you would know, um, you know, like there would be two, you know, there would be obviously one councillor, and there probably have been two or three or four or five senior, uh, serious candidates running in the last election um, for that one position. So then you have a much better idea. You might have to sort through four or five people to decide who you're going to vote for as opposed to just, just looking at this massive list and say, where do I start, you know, 58 candidates or 49 candidates, whatever it is. It's just, it's not, uh, it's not sensible. And I don't, you know, I think everyone should have the right to vote uh, and run for office. I filled up my papers in Vancouver and I needed the signatures of 25 voters. Well, that's pretty low, really. Um, you could look at things to, to restrict it a little, You I, and you have to make a $100 deposit. So I, I think you could tighten that a bit, but that wouldn't change the things because, you know, uh, if you still have citywide elections... The other thing which is really debilitating about this is, uh, let's say you are an independent, or even if you're running with a party, you have to contact in in this city, try and contact 450,000 people. It's like, and you have a limited budget, and you can't take union or corporate donations. So, mm. you know, you're not really going to be able to, um, uh, and you've got to raise money with no tax credits. either. Another, yet another problem with the system, when they changed and banned corporate and union donations a few years ago, they didn't include putting in tax credits, which you'll get as a donor to a candidate federally or provincially. So it's a super disincentive for municipal candidates. But just the sheer idea, if I raised $50,000 and I have to spend it to communicate to 450,000 potential voters, you, you can do the math. It's, it's just daunting. Oh, it, it really is. And, you know, my the next thing I want to ask you, Bill, here, because it's a conversation that I'm noticing all, all over social media, is should we just mandate voting? Is that the way to get people involved? Well, I've argued that for quite a while uh, in my time as a journalist with 24 Hours Vancouver in the Taiyi, and I, I still advocate it. In Australia, in, in their federal elections, it, it is mandatory. There is a small fine. It's, I think, about $25 Canadian if you don't vote, and they have 92 to 95% turnout. 
And that what that means, too, is that all politicians going into it know that they can't ignore any particular constituency or community or, or ethnic group or um, regional group, because they, they know everyone's going to vote. Um, and, and whether you're a renter or student who tend to have lower turnouts uh, or homeowner and uh, or wealthier people who obviously have high turnouts, it doesn't matter in Australia because you, you know everyone's going to vote, so you don't want to uh, alienate or... Um, in some way, uh, disregard any any section of the electorate, and uh, it's worked very well. They've had it since the 1920s, if you can believe it. Wow! But there's about 32 countries around the world have some form of mandatory voting, and it, they just say, "Look, you, you, there's you know they say there's two things that oh, that you can't avoid: death and taxes. And if you want to avoid voting, um, it's another responsibility as a citizen, like paying taxes. And if you want to avoid it, you're going to pay for it." Exactly. Now, Bill, moving forward now, I think especially we, we saw so much change across British Columbia. And speaking on the city of Vancouver specifically, what do you think are going to be some of the challenges, especially now for the these councillors, these new ones here in the mayor? Well, I wish Ken Sim and ABC uh, well, and I, you know some of the members are, I know quite well, city councillors. Um, but they're going to have a pretty daunting job. I mean, we've got tent cities uh, in several locations, Crab Park, the downtown east side, and East Hastings. Um, this has been a perennial uh, problem for Mayor Kennedy Stewart, the outgoing mayor, and so uh, they're going to have to find a way to, to fix that situation. Everyone's been very unhappy about it. Crime has been a huge issue right now. We just had a, a, a very surprising um, shooting death at the uh, University of BC Golf Club, for goodness sakes, on the, on the weekend. But, um, you know, we've got a lot of drug crime-related issues happening, and uh, we have roads that are crumbling. I've complained about it. Many other people are complaining about that, and so there's a lot going on there. At the same time, we've had tax increases of 25% over the last four years. So taxes going up, services going down, that's not a good thing. Um, Ken Sim has also said he'd hire 100 police officers and 100 health, uh, mental health nurses. The, starting the day he's sworn in, well, he's got three weeks to find uh, two, two occupations that are among the hardest uh, jobs to fill in, in the country, and I don't think he's going to get there on this first day or second day or his, 50th day, but you know it was a it was a flashy, um, somewhat gimmicky plan. We do need more police. Our levels in Vancouver are down to um, are below where we were at proportionate to the population uh, in 2010. And uh, but the nursing profession, there's like 4,000 vacancies in in British Columbia right now. And to find the very special training you need to be a mental health nurse, uh, you it. It just doesn't seem to me remotely possible. And, of course, the city doesn't hire nurses. The, the health ministry does. So that's you know a major departure for the way the city operates if they do that. Lots to look forward to here. Bill, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thanks very much. Take care. We just spoke to Bill Tillman, communications 